Hey guys, Ed from Paranormal Inc. Ohio here, back at it again with another podcast episode. Tonight's podcast episode is going to be about the Dover Demon. The Dover Demon is a small humanoid reported from Dover, Massachusetts. It was the subject of an intense scare during the 1970s when multiple witnesses came forward with their sightings. The Dover Demon is described as looking sort of like the gray variety of alien, except that it has rosy tan colored skin instead. The Dover Demon has a large head on a small stick-like body. It can be bipedal, but it often travels on all fours or switches back and forth between the two modes of locomotion. It has eyes that glow, usually orange or sometimes green. It does not seem to wear any clothing, and unlike the greys, the Dover Demon does not seem to be associated with any UFOs. It just wanders around on its own. Cryptozoologists seldom show interest in the Dover Demon. Mainstream cryptozoologists are rarely willing to seriously investigate humanoids other than hairy humanoids. It seems that sightings only happen during a short time period, with most claiming that sightings have now ceased, so the Dover Demon does not seem to be a pressing matter. The bizarre tale begins at 10.32 p.m. on April 21st as their 17-year-olds Bill Bartlett, Mike Mazaka, and Andy Brody are driving north on Farm Street. Bartlett, who's behind the wheel of the Volkswagen, spots something creeping along a low wall of loose stones on the left side of the road. At first, he thinks the image is a dog or a cat until his headlights shine on it and he realizes it's nothing he's ever seen before. The figure slowly turns its head and stares into the light, its two large, round, glassy, lidless eyes shining brightly, like two orange marbles. Its watermelon-shaped head, resting at the top of a thin neck, is the size of the rest of its body. Except for its oversized head, the creature is thin with the long, spindly arms and legs, and large hands and feet. The skin is hairless and peach-colored, and appears to have a rough texture, like like wet sandpaper, Bartlett subsequently tells cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman, standing no more than three and a half to four feet tall. The figure is shaped like a baby's body, with long arms and legs. It had been making its way along the wall, its long fingers curling around the rocks. When the car lights surprised it, Unfortunately, neither of Bartlett's companions sees the creature. The sightings last only a few seconds, and before Bartlett can speak, the car leaves the scene. Then the creature is gone. Bartlett drops his friends off and goes to his Wapadal Street home. Visibly upset, he walks through the door, and his father asks him, What's wrong, Bartlett? Relates the story to his father, and later sketches what he's seen. Around midnight, 15-year-old John Baxter leaves his girlfriend Kathy Cronin's house at the south end of Miller High Road. Then Baxter starts walking up the street on his way home. Half an hour later, after he he has walked about a mile, he observes someone approaching him. Because the figure is short, Baxter assumes it's an acquaintance of his, M.G. Bouchard, who lives on the street. John calls out and no response. Baxter and the figure continue to approach each other until finally the latter stops. Baxter then halts as well and asks, Who is that? 
The sky is dark and overcast, and he can only see a shadowy figure. Trying to get a better look, Baxter takes one step forward, and the figure scurries off to the left, running down a shallow wooded gully and up the opposite bank. As the figure runs, Baxter hears its footsteps on the dry leaves. He follows the figure down the slope, then stops and looks across the gully. There he sees the creature standing in a silhouette about 30 feet away, its feet molded around the top of the rock several feet from a tree. The creature's body reminds Baxter of a monkey's, except for its dark figure eight-shaped head. Its eyes, two lighter spots in the middle of the head, are looking straight at Baxter, who after a few minutes begins to feel uneasy, realizing he has never seen such a creature before and fearing what it might do next. He backs carefully up the slope, his heart pounding. He then walks very fast down the road to the intersection at Farm Street. There, a couple of passing in a car pick him up and drive him home. Skeptics usually claim that the Dover Demon was simply a lost baby moose glimpsed under unusual conditions that made it seem like a bizarre humanoid that sometimes went on four legs. People who don't believe that explanation point out that all sightings happen during the wrong time of the year for a moose that small to exist. And they also point out Massachusetts is far from normal moose habitat. Even if such an orphan moose had been wandering around so close to populated areas, it seems as if it would have been easily captured. If the explanatory power of the baby moose explanation appeals to you, then you could get around the worst objection by substituting a creature that does exist in the area and can be born any time of the year. A baby calf, an orange-furred orphan calf, would be a more likely candidate for such a proposal than a baby moose. Other suggested explanations include a monkey, a dog, and an alien, a mutation, or simply a hoax. Another explanation could be that it is an escaped and illegal-to-own pet gibbon. Some species of gibbon have orange babies, white-cheeked gibbons have an orange color in females. They also spot the Dover Demon in more secluded areas, as well as populated areas. The Dover Demon has been around for I don't know how long, and when I was doing my research on the Dover Demon, I could honestly say that out of all the cryptids that I'm now reading about and trying to understand, the Dover Demon is the closest to the cryptid that I believe is real. I know I did a show on werewolves, and I said that the were I believe that werewolves are real, and I still do. But there's so many cryptids. There's the Mothman. There's the Jersey Devil. There's the Dover Demon. There's lists that goes on and on and on. There's the Devil's Monkeys. There's the Giant Ape Man. The Dog Man. The Alligator Man. There are so many of these stories and these cryptids out there. It's hard to tell which one is real and which one is not real. Hell, any of them could be fake. They all could be real. We don't know. Science and man has not even begun to imagine the species that live on this planet, especially in the water. We have not even reached close to being to the bottom of the ocean yet. Who knows what lurks down there? There could be creatures that could come up to the surface and can actually walk outside. They can be water-based or air-based creatures that can breathe in both, wandering around. The Bigfoot has been spotted for many, many years. The Bigfoot could be real. 
It could be a part of the species that did not evolve with the rest, if you believe in evolution. Bigfoot could have been a species that was here before us and is still here, but just stays hidden. And it coincides with other cryptids that we believe are here, other cryptids that people have spotted. Or is this simply a hoax? We'll never know until we actually see one for ourselves. I read about, I believe it's Florida that has the skunk ape that wanders. That's another cryptid that could be very real. Is there animals out there that the government has created that they keep in hiding? Then instead of just killing them, they let loose on us to try to see if, you know, how we will act and protect ourselves? There's a good question for you conspiracy theorists. Is the government behind it? <laughs> or is it just simply scientific mistake? Or human mistake? Or even a mistake of God? That cryptids such as this roam the earth? Or is it something evil, something more, that we can't see or possibly understand? That's why I do this. I want to look to try to find the truth. And I know I'm getting more into the cryptozoology part of the paranormal. And I, you know, I want that to be okay with you guys. And I hope you guys enjoy it. I will go back and forth between the hauntings and the demonic hauntings. And, but this cryptozoology has just got me, it's just got me baffled. I just can't believe the number of species that are out there that people say are real. So, I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode of the Dover Demon on Paranormal Inc. Ohio podcast. You can go to ParanormalInkOhio.com, which will take you straight to the main page. There you can see some old ghost hunts, some ghost stories, and our crystals and the powers that they hold. You can also check out our sage bundles for all things cleansing. And check out the necklaces and the bracelets and the pins that come with the crystals. There you can go to Paranormal Inc. Ohio group. There we will discuss everything paranormal. I have some audio, some video on there. And you can go from there to Paranormal Inc. Ohio at YouTube and TikTok. There you will find some old ghost stories and some old ghost hunts. I am proud to say that it is now 2023. Happy New Year to everyone. And I am excited to say that the dolls that I have mentioned before will soon make an appearance. Yes, I have come upon 11 haunted dolls that I am currently have been investigating for over a year and a half to two years now. And all the evidence I'm going to upload onto ParanormalInkOhio.com. Not at once. I'm going to trickle it down. And at ParanormalInkOhio.com on Thursday and Friday when I go live at 10 p.m. I go live Thursday and then Fear Friday is our big live night. At 10 p.m. I'm going to do live investigations with the dolls. So I hope you all can come check it out and, and see what's going on. I'm going to do a live podcast one night with the dolls. That way people can hear everything that we're doing. I also have special guests coming to come to the podcast and to the lives on Facebook. So I hope you guys have a great night. I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode and I will talk to you tomorrow on the next podcast episode.